Hello and welcome to The Haunted. I'm Freddie Young. And I'm Vanessa Mitchell. And we are joined today by the lovely, lovely Claire Evans. Say hello, Claire. Hello, Claire. I mean, hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hi, you guys. Now, Claire is um, a medium and we've been trying to figure out the best way to describe some of her skills and talents. Uh, so we've gone with a physical medium this evening uh, we will go a little bit more into detail as kind of what that word might mean yeah, and what that is what, essentially. what, what feeds into being uh, a physical medium so i'm going to give you a very very quick uh, backstory uh, for claire so you can have a little bit of understanding of who she is what she is what she's doing so we're going to start from the beginning and claire was born into a spiritual household her maternal grandmother was the seventh daughter of a seventh daughter. Wow. Which, well, I think that's quite cool. Yeah, um, that, that's the credentials you need, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I have heard this, but there is a superstition that leads that for her to be a very gifted woman and have a real strong connection to the other side. But with that, it also includes some of them darker energies, which we, we do talk about a lot on here. So she did read tea leaves but never really developed beyond that her dad's auntie started up a spiritualist church in glasgow which she ran for many many years and developed some really well-known mediums that are still kind of working and practicing today she lived in a haunted house for the majority of her younger years and experienced hundreds of uh, unexplainable phenomena in the house and um, which I can imagine is quite a scary time, quite an unsure time. I mean, we both have experiences of that as well, don't yeah, we? So we'll yeah. talk about that a little bit more yeah, that's definitely in, in a second. Um, she did go through a very difficult time in her life. And I'm during her teenage years, am I right to say teenage years? Yes. We had a dark attachment. attachment. Yeah, yeah, a very dark attachment. And that caused uh, quite a lot of upset. And again, we will go into a little bit more detail uh, about kind of the things that happened. So we're moving on now. Claire's a little bit older and she went on to do A-level art and graphics. And that kind of led her into the TV world. And she worked as an animator for a short time and then went into the editing side. She loved this job, but unfortunately, as so happens, got made redundant and had to then kind of go into a bit more menial work, office jobs and things like that to pay the bills. But then a career change came and um, she had more time and more opportunity to be able to go and be involved in a development circle and kind of hone in on her skills and abilities. So she was obviously very good at that because her reputation built very, very quickly during that time. Now. She did go on, and I think this goes on to say a lot about her nature, but she went on to become a foster carer. Uh, and in that time, she also fell pregnant with her with her youngest child. So life was pretty mad. Uh, they moved house, and she then went on to work into a local school. Um, so life was really busy. Um, after about three years, they decided that, you know, they was going to leave the foster in because that child was able to move on. And um, she had a... a a friend who was a very well known and established medium and they went into business after seeing some of your you've we've put it down as platform work but i'm assuming that is when you're kind of on stage and you're doing it to a big big audience so platform work is that like the uh the, the proper term yeah and it's, it's terrifying platform work is so terrifying oh i yeah, can well that's... imagine <laughs> but unfortunately it didn't really all go to plan you had a a bit of a bad accident but it, it was a blessing in disguise because you had time to reflect and was able to put a bit of a plan into motion for yourself um claire's not been huge on the readings front uh much at the minute because obviously doing that kind of work is very draining and having said that claire I mean, when I met you years ago, you couldn't get booked in to see you for love nor money for bloody six months to yeah. a year at a time. I mean, a six month waiting list at one point. Yeah, yeah it, I it, mean, it, your readings, I've luckily had the experience of a couple of your readings. Um, but and I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. Let's finish uh, Claire's bio and then we can get into it a bit more. But yes, yeah, so obviously 
giving them readings and stuff it's a real drain on on the energy and it's they're quite emotional things as well because when you when you people go for readings they want to connect to a loved one they want the messages they want the stories so it, it, it takes its toll on people but she's now concentrating um on paranormal and spiritual events and workshops which all sounds very very interesting and we'll get to hear a little bit more about that further along in the episode so You've given us a little statistic here, which I think is amazing. So over the years, you have given well over 2,000 readings and have done in excess of 100 platform events. Now, that's yeah. an achievement. That's an achievement. You've also gone on to investigate many haunted locations, well over 100. And you've helped maybe around 500 people develop their own spirituality and, and things like that. And now this is the bit I mustn't have read, but how fantastic is this? You're a qualified funeral celebrant. Yes, I had to. I had to still be doing something with the dead. I, yeah, <laughs> but also with the families. So yeah. you know, yeah. because for me, you know, unfortunately, we've we've had a lot of loss in in our lives. I think I've been something like 22, 23 funerals now. So. I know, you know, how important it is to have somebody that understands and, you know, just know the right words and stuff like that. So yeah. the funeral celebrant was the next kind of, I suppose, string on the bow for me, really, in, in regards to helping people. So that's fantastic. Mm. Um, and yeah, so it's, a, it's about kind of helping people, people through them difficult times. And it's the most difficult times, really, when, when you, you lose a loved one. Um, you are also writing a book. Yes, I'm writing my life story. Goodness. How far yeah. along are you? Well, I feel really bad because I haven't done anything on it for like two years. But, you know, there's obviously a reason for that. And a lot has happened in that two years. So obviously that's all meant to go in the book. So, yeah, I've just got to trust the universe has got its plans for me with that. I know. I think with writing books, I've done it myself. Um, you, you can lose it for years and all of a sudden you'll have six months and then it'll come together. And then you just can't stop writing. Yeah. Yeah, the time will come. There's, yeah, yeah. You're, like you said, writer's block for a reason. Yeah, and I suppose, you know, now it's July has been a good month for me to kind of like, because the readings stopped last month. I've still got a couple that I need to sort of to finish and, and to get done. But, you know, from the end of July, beginning of August, I'm going to have all, all my time during the week now to concentrate on my writing, which is what I really want to do. So. Good, good. And that's kind of where, where we're at. Yeah, so you've, you've got you've got lots of kind of workshops, events that are upcoming and we, we will detail some of this. Uh, further along in the show so if any of you are interested that are listening um i'm sure we'll be out there's a link somewhere that we can post that they can um check yeah, out great yeah i can share that with you yeah no problem perfect 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 so without further ado let's get on over let's go and ask claire some questions so i suppose let's start from the beginning mm -hmm. talk to me more about this seventh Seventh door of the seventh door. What's give us the real story, like the, the the myth, the legend behind that? So I know there's something there, but I can't think. Yeah, well, I mean, the number seven in superstition is a very, very important number spiritually. I, I couldn't tell you for why. I, I should know. I probably should know. And um, like you think about the seventh sun um, as well. You know, so anything um, coming off the number seven um, is apparently supposed to represent, you know, supernatural, paranormal, etc. And Apparently, the seventh daughter of the seventh daughter can summon the devil. It's, that tried it. it's very yeah. engaged in witchcraft, isn't it? The seventh of the seventh. They reckon that's that's yeah. a, a, a witch thing. It is very witchy, yeah. Um, so, which is probably why I love the cave so much, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, my, my nan, bless her. I mean, it's funny because there's just me and my sister. We're the only, um, the only children of the family. Um, but me, my mum, my sister and my nan all had a very strong psychic connection with each other. Um, I was very, very, very close to my nan, actually, very much like her as well. But she only ever read tea leaves, and she was really good. I remember like, at that age, she used tea leaf reading. That's, that's silly. Um, and I remember sitting watching her give somebody a reading, and, and I remember the, the expression on the person's face. And, you know, yeah, she was she was really hitting, hitting the nail Claire, on the head how do you it. do that? It's one thing I've never understood. Is, is the leaves just the tool for obviously being a medium or a clairvoyant? Because I don't think you can read, I mean... I mean, tell us how that works, reading tea leaves. I've never understood that, really. Well, reading tea leaves is a form of scrying. It's right, just okay. seeing, it's seeing images, you know, using the third eye and the formation, the shapes of the tea leaves, really. That, that's all it is. And because, obviously, the person has drunk from the cup, their energy is in the cup with the tea leaves. I suppose and stuff. a lot of intuition and stuff goes into that as well and interpretation yeah. and... 
I mean, we, we do a, we do it with glitter um, in my, one of my workshops. Rather than using proper tea leaves, we get little plastic cups and we use glitter. And you can do exactly the same and, and read the, the shapes in the glitter as well. Oh, that's, no, that's interesting. I like yeah. that. Now, as well, you, there's connections there with a spiritualist church. Yeah, oh my days. Um, Jeannie Primrose was the name of my great auntie. She's she's quite well known, sort of maybe the old more the older generation. Um, she lived in Glasgow. So we were in we were down here in Milton Keynes, and she would come down for you know usual funerals, um, weddings, and stuff like that. And she fascinated me. I think the first time I met her, I was probably about six or seven years old. Um, didn't really understand it, obviously, at that age as much as what she did. But then as I got older, she would always say things to me like, you've got to trust those dreams. You'll never see them completely to start with. You might only see their feet. And I'd be like, what is she going on about? And I remember once just seeing this pair of legs running up these stairs. And I was like, oh, OK, I understand it now. Um, but yeah, she used to freak my friends out a lot because she'd go up to them and say things and then and they'd be like, how the hell does she know that? And I think knowing that she could do that and having, you know, contact with spirit myself and feeling very comfortable around spirit, you know, I used to say, I want to be a medium when I grow up. I want to be a medium when I grow up. No, that's quite an unusual thing to be when you're a child, isn't it? It's... Yeah. <laughs> you say Claire Milton Keynes, you just reminded me. Um, my My brother and his partner live in Milton Keynes and I remember speaking to her after you'd been in the cage Sharon my um sister-in-law and saying she said oh yeah I know her and I she said well good good bloody luck trying to get reading with her she she's a bloody year behind you know you you you, you, you can't get in she she's stacked up in a year so I remember Sharon saying to me yeah oh she's really famous around it in Milton Keynes good bloody luck getting a reading you, you can't get in to see the woman but yeah now you just said Milton Keynes it's triggered well, that listen, conversation I had with, with this Sharon. is good um now Obviously, I'm assuming Auntie isn't with us anymore. No, she's not, bless her. She died a long, long time ago now. Now, do you have, do you still have a connection? Do you still have contact uh, with with her or? That, is that me that keeps pinging? Is yeah, it? don't worry about it though. Don't worry about that. The listeners aren't going to worry oh, about that. A little ping every Sorry. now and again never hurt anyone. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? I, um, I actually do feel um, on a couple of occasions that she's actually um, been one of my guides. Not all the time. She's not like a constant guide with me, but she will come in every now and again. And I tend to find it's when I've got like a very traumatic reading to give, like whether it's a suicide of a young person, a murder um, or something like that. That's when I feel her very, very strongly. And it, her energy it, it's, it's difficult. All spirits have different kind of energy to me. She smells of like vanilla. That's the only one. And I know that when yes, I get that. You know that's her, smell, yeah. It's her. Um, so obviously you grew up in a haunted house. Yes. Now, are we still in Milton Keynes? Still in Milton Keynes, yes, but not not in the house anymore, unfortunately. Um, but it was just, it, it was the most amazing house. It really was. Do you want me to? Yes, to, tell to, us about the house. So um, one of the sort of most significant um, things when we first moved into house. Well, hold on a second. How old was yeah. the house? Was it a big house? Was it? It was um it was in an old village. It was on Watling Street, just off Watling Street, in an old village called Loughton. And you know, Loughton dates back to Doomsday Book. It's really really old. Um, and it's got you know it's got the headless horseman there, like most old villages. Oh, yes, yeah, we like <laughs> we've got a headless Ozith. We haven't got a headless horseman, but we've oh, okay. we've got a headless St. Ozith, Yeah. Um, and my dad was a builder, so they bought this kind of rundown bungalow. The family, but the old couple, been in there for like forty, fifty years. Yeah. You know, it had like lips of wallpaper, bright orange skirting boards. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, and it had a couple of outbuildings um, at, at the rear of the property. So my dad's plan was to, to knock them all down and extend, blah, blah, blah. Well, when we, after a couple of weeks of moving in there, we noticed that the clocks were playing up like you wouldn't believe. So like the clock in the kitchen, the clock in the living room, the clock in the hallway would all stop at the same time, five past 11, right? And it would drive my mum mad. She'd, she'd like go around changing batteries and stuff like that. You know, maybe a couple of days later, it would start again. But we would go out, the clocks would maybe have stopped. And I'd be like, I'll do it later when I get back. And we'd go out, we'd come back, and they'd all started up again. But they'd all be at different times. Yeah, yeah. So that was that. And then um, they bought a grand grandmother clock, and they paid a lot of money for this clock. And, it again, it kept stopping at 5 past 11. So they got somebody out. He was an expert. He rebalanced it with everything he, he could do. Same thing happened again. They called him back out, and he said, look, I'm an expert in these clocks. I do not know what's wrong with this. This is very unusual. There's nothing wrong with it. There's, there's, there's All the parts are fine. Yeah. So anyway... 
cut a long, very, very long story short. When my dad, um, so one more time was when I kept setting my alarm clock in the morning. I kept checking. It was one of the ones. It's not, you know, your, your iPhone. Yeah. So it's yeah. 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 Clock. Um, the old fashioned ones, the 80s ones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I would check it, check it, check it again. And it wouldn't go off in the morning. And my mum would get really cross with me and be like, look, you've just been lazy. Get out of bed, blah, blah, blah. And I, and I said, for God's sake, I just wish it would happen to you lot and you'd stop having a go at me. The very next morning, I woke up and the house is completely silent. I'm like, where is everybody? So I've, I've crept down the hallway. My sister's still in bed. Her alarm clock didn't go off. I've gone downstairs. Mum and Dad are still in bed and their alarm clock didn't go off. And I was like, ha, see, you know, it, it happened to you. But they couldn't understand what happened. When my dad eventually knocked down the buildings at the back, he found loads of pieces of old clocks and watches. Oh. And the original owner the very first owner of the property was a clockmaker and a watchmaker. Oh, goodness. How yeah. strange. Yeah, so we believe it was his spirit because we had the spirit of, a, of an older man who, now looking back, I believe was him and his wife and their son. And we would see them quite, well, I would see them quite often. My mum and dad would just see, well, my, my dad was very sceptical at the time, but we believe he saw something. But my mum would always see someone walking down. Claire, what's the significance of five past 11? Do you think psychically that that's when he may have died? Because obviously we get the connection with, with, with the clock and the watchmaker. But why was that five well, past 11? Did you ever get to the bottom of that? The only thing I can think of is it may have been a sign for me because my birthday's on the 5th of November. 511, yeah, 5 11, yeah. 5. I don't know. Oh, that's weird. Mine's on the 4th of November. There you go. You see, best people of yeah. November. Yeah. <laughs> Scorpio. Or it could have been the time he died. You know, who yeah. knows? Just, just don't know. So. Now, when you say the son, was he a child? Was he? No, he was. A, he was a grown, a grown yeah. man. But he was. He would. Wear, I, I knew that he wore a black leather jacket, but that's all I could get with him. That's all I could see. Um, but the man and the lady. I mean, the man was in. I would probably say his mid to late seventies. Tall man, stooped over, always wore like a, a dark suit. Um, Grey hair, no facial hair, little round glasses, little sideburns down here, quite sort of slender in the face. And she was a typical old lady, small, grey hair, you yeah. know, when little polyester dress. So now yeah. was it was it a um a dark haunting or was it quite, you know, uh, quite like hearted and you know, they was just, you know, not there to Come cause in, harm. But... Or... Yeah, so so they they were very, very lovely. That they were I always felt very safe when they were there, but I kind of think me dabbling and doing silly things. Um, when I sort of hit my teenage years, I I think I bought a, quite a few dark things into the house. Right, tell us about that. So that's yeah, that's a nice little segue into this. Obviously, your dark attachment. So we're in the same house. How old yeah. are we? So the 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 first the very first thing I ever remember doing was a friend of mine Kim. She came round and I had a little love heart candle. Now I was well known in school for having my weird gift, um, and people would always say to me, "Can we do this? Can we do that?" And she, we we decided we were going to do a little mini séance, just the two of us. Now this heart candle, the, the tin was about that thick. I'd never burnt it before. It's a brand when new. When we candle. say that thick, about two three. inches. Yeah, about maybe two or three inches. Two yeah, or three, three inches. inches thick like metal tin with a candle wax in it and we we put it in in the middle of the floor and we were neat we were sitting on the floor holding hands the candle was lit and i had a you know the old garfield teddies i was obsessed yeah, with yeah god yeah i remember yeah <laughs> and big white eyes hasn't he so my garfield teddy was on the on the bed so we're looking at each other and i'm going if there's anybody there please come forward you know i should do blah 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 and we're both looking at each other right and then the candle went out Right, mm. and I went to blow the candle out. She went, you've been looking at me, so I put the light on. And when I picked the candle up, the wick was bent right into the candle as if somebody had pushed it down, but the wax on the top was completely flat, like it had never been burnt. Wow, that's weird. That's weird. Yeah, but what was the freakiest thing was the Garfield, the eyes on my Garfield teddy started to glow. Now, I mean, it freaked me out, and I'm into this stuff. My Freddie's a bit Fred young for Garfield, but I can totally visualise, and I was obviously, I'm similar to your age, so I get the Garfield thing. So it was like an orange cat with I big white eyes. I know bloody Garfield Yeah, is. but you are, you're, you're only, <laughs> he's only bloody 27. 
But for people, our younger listeners, they might think, who the hell's Garfield? Oh, listen. So it was a cartoon. No, listen. They've they bought out Garfield again, didn't they? Oh, did they? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Was reinvented, right? Oh, was it? Yes. Oh, I don't no. know. So we're, we're all familiar I wouldn't have watched it a second time round, I can promise you. <laughs> Right, yeah, so, so, so the, the Garfield eyes were glowing. And there was a yeah. lasagna on the side. Yeah, she, she, she was literally crapping herself. She was so frightened. Um, so there was that incident. And then um, there was another incident where I was lying in bed and I knew there was something in my room. I just, I feel it. I know there's something there. And, you know, like, obviously, even though it's dark, you can still see, yeah. you know, shadows and stuff like that. I, I couldn't see anything at all. It got that, that dark. So I reached over to turn my lamp on and it went ting, so the bulb had blown. So I ran up to turn my big light on, ting, the bulb, that bulb had blown, mm. right? So by this point, I'm really, because you just want to get some light in the room. Yeah. So I've yeah. opened up the door and the hallway light was literally on the other side of the door, went to turn that on, ting. So I could see that, we live in a bungalow, so it's really long. I could see that my mum and dad were in the living room, so watching telly, so I've literally run in there. And I've, I've told them what happened. My dad being a builder, he like, obviously he knows everything when it comes to stuff like that. And he said to himself, for God's sake, don't be stupid. Three bulbs can't just blow like that. And on the way, he checked one of the other bulbs and that, the other lights, and that went on okay to make sure it wasn't the electrics. Um, and he couldn't, he couldn't understand it at all why that happened. Yeah. Uh, so that, that was, at that age, that was scary, you know? Yeah. Mm. Um, but the darker stuff kind of came when I started sort of, dabbling with the with the boards and and stuff and i'd visited a few empty properties old and just renowned. opened up doors that you didn't know how to yes. close and were too young or naive to understand they should never be opened and to be honest i think i was just a bit cocky i think mm -hmm. i got a little bit cocky or thinking i can do this i can do that let's dabble let's you know not that nothing couldn't hurt me but i i just think i got very complacent with it yeah and yeah I lost respect for it, maybe. I was a bit disrespectful. And they wanted to teach me a lesson, and that they certainly did. Do you know, it's really nice that you've you've actually copped that and said that. Because I think so many people that we speak to and we know we've interviewed and people we've met over our life, oh, I can do it. Oh, listen, I can do that. And they're so flash about it. And you're absolutely right. What you've just said there, I think I've got too cocksure, complacent. And um, I, I brought something I couldn't deal with because a lot of people wouldn't really admit that oh. until, you know... They, they think they know what they're doing. Even now we get grown adults, don't we, that say, I know what I'm doing, I know what I'm doing. Well, you don't, babe. You know, because who really does at the end of exactly, it? Exactly, exactly. You don't know what you're dealing with at all. I mean, it's like walking outside and there being a crowd of a thousand people outside. Not everybody out there is going to be the same. You can't trust every single person out there. It's the same with spirit. Yeah. So how, what kind of happened with this dark attachment? What was some of the darker things that happened to you? The, first, the, the very first time I realised there was something going on was um, my sister had moved back home and she was in the bedroom um, at the other end of the, of the landing. And she she knew that I wasn't really scared of much. You know, I was very brave when it comes to stuff. It, it took a lot to, to, to phase me and to frighten yeah. me, basically. And I remember getting into bed. I had a double bed and I was lying on my left side and I, it felt like something had got into my bed and I thought the dog had climbed up onto the bed. So you saw, you know, when you're in, I call it the zone, when you're kind of in it, not quite asleep, mm -hmm. not quite awake, so to speak. And then I felt, you know, when you get chilled to your bone, you know, when we, Vanessa, if you've, well, both of you have experienced true haunted houses, you'll understand this. You can't explain that, that cold feeling that you get. It goes right inside your bones. And I felt that. And at that moment, I then realised there was something there and I, and I tensed up. And I felt this hot, stinky breath. Oh, no thanks. <laughs> and you smelt it. it. You, you you smelt, yeah. Oh, yeah, it Jesus. was like a yeah. what? And it, it just went <laughs> like that. And I yeah. literally flew out of my bedroom and I slept in my sister's bed for two weeks. You know, because she you know, says don't me, you? You know, when you hear that, it's not only you know, you feel it. Every instinct in your body is telling you, I'm in trouble here. Yeah, a hundred percent. And from that from that night, it's it's really hard looking back at it now because obviously it's a long time ago and head was a little bit all over the place at the time. I was kind of around about 16, 17 years old, um, or maybe even a little bit younger than that. You know, going through the the, the usual trials and tribulations of being a teenager yeah. and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's hard work. 
Yeah, but I just suddenly became obsessed with the devil and the occult and I started like carving like 666 in my arms and I was drawing really dark stuff and I would look in the mirror and I didn't, I, my eyes, they didn't look like my eyes anymore. It was so, I can't, it's hard, so hard to explain. No, I get but it. I then, I then started like drinking a lot. I became so aggressive, so angry. I literally wanted to rip the face off of everybody um, for no reason. And I, you know, my mum and dad had enough and I ended up leaving home. I was on the streets for a while. And it, it was just, yeah, it was, it was really dark tough. times. So a true dark attachment. And so it was doing, obviously it was succeeding in what they yeah. do to you in your life. And what happened was a couple of, um, I, that was it all in the October, November time. Then in the January, I'd gone home for Christmas, luckily. I'd, I'd gone back home and sorted things out. And my cousin at the time was in foster care. And he was like my brother. We were so close. And he came around to my mum and dad sort of after Christmas, you know, Christmas and New Year, to come and see us. And the, the, one of the houses that I'd been kind of like staying in when I, when I wasn't at home um, was was there was something very dark in there as well. But I, I, I couldn't stay out of it. I had to keep going back. And he came around and I took him to this house. It's, um, it's only down the road from ours. And I said to him, we stood at the top of the stairs, the loft hatch, there was a loft hatch there. We stood there and I said, so what do you think of the house? And do you think it's haunted? And he went, nah, this place ain't haunted. And then literally this, I swear, I swear on my kid's life, the, the loft hatch above us, this voice went, get out, like that. Yeah. And our hair went like this. And we, it was like a scene from a movie. We both just looked at each other and went, ah! <laughs> <laughs> we legged it like you wouldn't believe. I've never run so fast in my life. <laughs> but the, the sad thing with that is that was on the Sunday afternoon, about three o'clock in the afternoon. Two weeks later, I was sat around my nan's house with my boyfriend. I remember it clear as day, doing the sun crossword, helping her with the sun crossword. And at five past three, I looked at the clock and I looked at him and I wrote down on the newspaper something bad just happened because I didn't want my nan to hear me. And your cousin had died. And uh, literally five minutes the phone rang and it was my mum to say that he'd been run over and God, killed. I just, when you started telling that story, I thought to myself, the cousin's going to die. Jesus. Yeah. Do you think the, it's connected, Claire? That dark well, energy? Well, I do. And the weird thing was, and so, sometimes I, I, I say things out loud and I think, I sound like a bloody mad woman. I really do. But it's nice, you know, obviously spiritual people will, will completely understand yeah, this. Yeah. A couple of, um, it was not long after his funeral. And I, I obviously I was really, I felt guilty. Obviously yeah. I was destroyed. Devastated, gone, yeah. Grieved and everything. And I went to the house and I literally um, went cr crazy at the house. I was shouting and screaming and I was saying, why didn't you take me? You shouldn't have taken him. You know, it wasn't his fault, blah, blah, blah. And I literally fell to the floor at, at the front door, just at the staircase. So this is the staircase, obviously the top of the staircase where we last stood together. And I just sobbed and sobbed and sobbed. And I just felt this tingling sensation and this warmth all over me. And I looked up and as I looked up the stairs, there was a, ball of glowing light right and it got closer and closer and closer and as it came towards me it I can't explain it it was like a flood of I don't, I don't know tingles whatever you want to call it I don't know but from that day touch wood I didn't have any more bad experiences so I actually feel that my cousin's spirit helped to take that dark attachment away yeah, from me help, yeah yeah so oh, I, was, I was, was, was going to ask how, how did you then go on to remove that? But like you said, yeah, you he, know, you're yeah. had a little helping so hand. Do, sorry, Freddie. I said you had a little helping hand. I did. Yes. Yeah. And he, he works with me a lot. My cousin, he really does. And I do a lot of my healing, especially when I'm working with young people. Um, he, he helps me a lot. That's amazing. So, do you do a lot of um, like healing and stuff? Is that a kind of another branch that you you dabble in? Yes. So I'm a I'm a Reiki healer, a qualified Reiki healer. But I also do like cord cutting, past life healing. Um, I I do detachment. So because I think because I've experienced negative energy, I know mm -hmm. what it feels like. Yeah. So therefore, I can work with it. Not not everybody can. Um, so I kind of know what to do, and I. 
I visualize the golden light, just like with my cousin. That's what that's what I work with is golden light. Um, whenever I'm doing any kind of detachment work or, or healing or anything like that, and even if I'm feeling that there's something around me, which unfortunately there was um, a little while ago, I I just bring in gold light and I bring it out from the solar plexus and I just surround myself with golden light, fill it, fill the whole space with the light and that, and it just tends to do the trick. Claire, as really. we're talking about this, please give us your advice and our listeners advice and opinion on those people listening who are are going to go into haunted properties they are going to be investigators please tell these people how in your opinion what is the best way of self-protection when you are dealing with any type of the paranormal well people who have a faith or a religion may want to obviously pray to god or ask angels or, or, or whoever they they feel will protect them um you could do something like that but for me personally what i do whenever i go into a property whether i'm doing a house cleanse or an investigation or anything like that i like to connect to the whole you know the land the house so i visualize roots coming out from my feet going down into the earth and as I breathe in, I draw the energy from the Mother Earth up into my legs and into my feet and everything like that. And I take it up through the crown, connect, push it out through the building just so I can connect to the energy there that, that's going on like that. Obviously, with the roots in the ground, it helps to keep me grounded as well. Yeah. And I just call for protection. But the main element of protection that for me comes at the end of the investigation where we do what we call the close down. So it's reversing the whole process to so draw the energy back down through the crown, down through the feet, into the earth. And I do a waterfall of white light to remove any um, attachments or any emotions as well. Because, as you know, you can pick up a lot of emotions from a property just to remove all of that pink fluffy blanket, just to top up your energy and, and surround you with love. And then I imagine a crystal dome. Some people like to use a bubble or whatever, but I use a crystal dome because it's impenetrable and it's multi-surface so it can reflect negative energy as well and then once i'm in that crystal dome i'll fill it with a light depending on how i'm feeling if i'm feeling run down i use a blue light for healing if i'm feeling i need extra protection i'll use a white or a golden light so yeah and i get every, whenever we do an investigation i get everybody to do that at the end of the night claire how essential how important is this process in your opinion for me anybody that opens up or connects the spirit in any way it's 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 part of what you should be doing it should be in your toolkit if you cannot protect yourself you would not go to bed at night and leave your front door open yeah and i get really annoyed um maybe i should use the word annoyed i don't understand like mediums who give readings that don't use protection if i was to open up my energy my energy and say i've been out in investigation i've picked up something bad I'm opening up and I've got, got someone coming around to my house for a reading. They may take that attachment home with them, you know? So you're not only putting yourself at risk, you're putting the people that you're reading at risk and also your family as well. Because young people, children, you've got children at home. If you're not protecting yourself, they might not be affecting you, but your chances are they'll be getting to your kids. Absolutely. God, Jesus, yeah. That's serious advice, isn't it? So that will lead me on to, in into this now. So obviously you have always felt that you've had a gift and an ability, but it wasn't until you've kind of attended a group and a circle that you've managed to really hone and fine tune that. Now, I've always been interested. I said to you, I said, I'd love to go and sit and, and not be like be there to, to participate, but to watch the process and understand. But she said, you have to be invited. I went, all oh, right, great. Well, yeah, no, you can't. That was you invited can't, me. You can't join a circle. They won't just let all, all come in. You have to be invited to to, to join us. So this this is my understanding. You have to be. Nobody can just join a circle. You have to. I mean, is it true? I don't know. Or a do, closed a closed circle. Yes. That you have to be invited yeah. to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I do open circle. My open circle is is open to everybody. And you do um, yours um virtually, don't you, over the internet, so people can talk to you. Tell yeah, I bit. have been, but obviously now um we can go back out. So yeah. I've been having small groups now of six, just the six of us. Um, which is quite nice, obviously, from hopefully from the 19th, um, there they can be more. But I, I like I do the development circles. Um, so I do open circle for anybody, um, but I also do the workshops um, as well. And the reason why um, I do the workshops is, and, and, I, and this is no disrespect to anybody that I've sat circle because we all work very, very, very differently. Um, but when I kind of went to my first ever circle, I was asked to stand up in front of a load of people and give messages. I mean, A, 
it was not good for my confidence because mm. I didn't have confidence at that stage anyway. Mm. But B, that, that person didn't know if I knew how to protect myself or, yeah. you know, how to work with my guides and how to yeah, understand. Yeah. So I, that, that for me, I always thought one day I'm going to have my own my own workshops and circles and we start off by learning the basics you know we work spirit is an energy so let's understand what energy is about you know right you know, yeah what, what what's the aura why 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 do we, you know how do we psychic protect how do we ground ourselves and the chakra systems how to do a cleanse protection and it is you're right it is the basics it's it's stage one isn't it and i think that's a, a that's a, a step that a lot of people i Miss. think yeah, I miss or, or, the, or, the, or you have to have them down, don't you? Yeah, you, ha you can't you can't build an amazing gift on shitty foundations and, and fake you, it. Yeah, yeah you you, can't, ha you yeah. have to have a good solid understanding of the the basic the elements. Yeah, yeah. But it's like on um, on Saturday, um, a, a really nice guy called uh, Justin has recently started coming out investigating with us, and he came to his second investigation at Hinkley Haunted Museum on Saturday. Place as mad as anything. And he's, you know, he's always said, oh, I'm a psychic as a brick. I'm always asking them to attack me. Nothing ever happens, blah, blah, blah. Don't believe in it. Da, da, da. Um, and on Saturday, I just sat with him for 15 minutes and talked to him through meditation and how to connect. And literally, he got a spirit. He got this. He got strangled. Um, he had to leave the building at one point because he, he felt that he, he felt these hands around his throat. And, you know, he said, yeah, I've asked for this. This is what I've been asking for. And it's never happened. And it simply is just sitting quietly, still in the mind, and bringing the, the right process. Tune, yeah. It's tuning in to your surroundings, isn't it? And, and the energies around you. And Claire, um, um, there's, there's a main reason um, we've, we've got you on. And um, obviously I met you years and years ago in the cage, like I have done a few of our guests. And... To be honest, I've met hundreds, thousands, as you know, medium psychics over the years, and so has Freddie. And the reason why I'm totally blown away by you and fascinated by what you say is because of um, your amazing skills in transfiguration. Now, before I saw your transfiguration, I had seen, let's say, 20, 30 people do it in the cage over 15 years. Um, I was there live when they did it. I, to be honest, I'd never really seen a change, so if, if I'm being honest. A, a little bit maybe, but um, what what you did, and we are going to put the photos up for any for. Well, our... I would say it is. You know, if you if you go through the cage and all the things that have happened there, I would say it's probably one of the top five most so spoke right. about things that have happened. But I'd say. The in one of the craziest houses in the country, it's one of the top five craziest things. That I, has I think it's <laughs> so much has been picked up by the, the, the and, I, and I'm not being arrogant by saying the world media of the cage. I don't think these photos ever got out there enough because obviously they're only posted on Facebook. But I think if the media gets there, this, I mean, this is something else. Now, Claire, talk us through that process um, that night and. Because honestly, we're going to put the, and I can assure you these pictures are genuine. They happened. There's no trickery. There's no bullshit because we, we don't do that. Um, I've got them on a live video. So they're yeah, all Yeah, got it on live video. So Claire, just take us through that process of that night. I mean, the cage is just, was just crazy anyway. So, you know, you've got to uh, give some credit to the spirits that were strong enough to, to make those connections as well. Um, you know, transfiguration really is, I think the more relaxed you are in your mind um, and the more sort of you can clear it and really tune in. And, you know, you give spirit permission. You've got to give them the permission to come close and, and show that there is, I do, I do, I do say, I, I say, I say something and it sounds so wrong. I say, so I give you permission to come on my face, but I know that sounds really bad. Sorry if you have <laughs> Said the actress and the bishop. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's what I say. And of course it always gets a laugh. Um, but, but, but what had happened before then? You're was, putting me off my threads. Sorry. Babe, I've been sorry. single for bloody long enough. Stop all the bloody <laughs> sex talk. <laughs> Right, I can't focus. Um, right, paranormal. <laughs> we'd, 
we kept because I see everything with the, with through my mind's eye anyway. So I kind of seen what this um, guard looked like, and I kind of I know it sounds really awful, but I kind of nicknamed him Piggy because he, he reminded me of a pig. And he right. So hold on, take take me back. So you're in the cage. You've gone into a meditation state, and you're trying to connect with a spirit there. And then you see someone who you think looks like a guard, or, or who, yeah. who comes to you as a guard. Yeah. Yeah, he's a guard, and I and I said he looked like a pig. So I'm going. And I know I'm being, I am being totally disrespectful to him because he was an arsehole. And I'm going, here, piggy, piggy, come on then, here, piggy, piggy. And then literally, that's when my face then started to change. And it, it, he does look like, obviously, well, I am going to say this, of course I'm going to say this, but he does look like what I saw in my mind. So um, I'm just connecting with him. We just, and then what happens is, as I've said with me, so what happens is the spirit comes so close to me. They're literally sat on my lap that, you know, you're giving them permission to take, not so much take over your body. It's a bit like channeling, really. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm sure if uh, maybe at some point, if I, tr if I really went into it, I could maybe speak. That would be really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then... He was showing me lots of things. I could see him beating a woman. But it wasn't all happening in the cage. There was stuff happening outside in other places as well. Because obviously he's showing me his his life. And then I, I'm sure I say something like, oh, hang on, there's an energy change. It, I'm changing. There's something happening. something happening. Because I felt him almost be pulled out of the way. And then somebody else, more authoritative, come in. And I, and I even felt like I needed to sit up straighter. And you might see in the photographs, I, I kind of look, I'm more sort of looking down um, at the camera rather than looking at it like this, because I felt I needed to, it was almost like sit, stand straight or sit straight. Um, and he was he was there to kind of tell me off, so to speak. He was like, listen, don't get cocky, you know, don't disrespect, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, well, you know, I'm sorry, you know, the sort of person you are, you wouldn't have got any respect as a human being, you're not getting any respect in spirit, I'm sorry. Um, and he didn't stay around for very long, and, and then he left. But I don't know if you see the first one. Um, Claire, which is the one? with the gold buttons and where you that's the military man that's the the, the top man yeah because he wouldn't have been obviously a jailer in the cage or anything he that, that no. was that was very military i mean honestly listeners it's hard for you to visualize what we're talking about we are going to post these pictures up and they are just i've never seen anything like it i've, I've just never and i i'm oh, someone where do the who buttons come from where do the buttons come from i know it's just everything about it was just i mean what do you think fred it's I can't, and I don't understand that, it. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a it's it's a very hard thing for your mind to process. process. Yeah, um, I think Claire's described it quite well. Where it's essentially as if they they sit on your lap and merge merge. Yeah, with you. yeah. Um, because I don't. It's something I have never really had much experience of, or have. I think you're probably maybe one of the first people I've met that has this ability not everyone has that do no. they claire i mean transfiguration is a select skill it is but it also is very much about where you are as well you know if you've got spirits that want to come yes yeah um and also what you've got to remember as well that, that it's very much about getting the lighting right because you know everybody will look like a highway man if you put you know in the dark if you've got holding a torch there you're going to yeah. naturally have a shadow that's going to give you that mask effect. Yeah, what, what she's saying is if you hold a torch underneath your chin and go, I'm the Grim Reaper, everyone's going yeah. to look scary. She's explaining <laughs> that, yeah. 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 Like, so lighting is very, very important. You know, if you use um, a proper scrying mirror, so like a, a proper scrying mirror is, is, is uh, painted black, it has the black sort of obsidian sheen to it. Um, but you can use any mirror. It is really just about lighting. Mm. And don't ever do, I don't ever, ever, ever do transfiguration without protection because you are literally saying to that spirit, come, come on, and have I'm, inviting me. You in. I'm, I'm yeah. open to you, I'm inviting you in. And, you know, if you if you do that and you don't close down, they can be with you for a long time. And that is why we have decided today to refer to you as a physical medium because you are uh, exhibiting physical effects of spirit. Yeah. On, on yourself, on your body. Yeah. Um, and I, th I, mean, I th in front of, put, me, put me on a, a spirit board and it, it, it doesn't move. And I think that's one of two reasons. I think it's either because I don't need to use a spirit board to connect to spirit, maybe, or because of what happened to me when I was younger. Yeah, they're danger. You know, I still, I'm still the same. I still don't believe in them. I, I think yeah. they're bad. But it's funny because um, I've always been a bit, a bit frightened of mirrors. I've always, from a very young age, I've always been very wary of mirrors. Um, I'm frightened of mirrors. 
Yeah, and I did have, I did see something. Um, I'm trying to think how old I would have been, about maybe 14. Um, I was very restless one night and I, and I felt like something was in my room and I had a dressing table at the bottom of the bed and I was sort of sat up to see if I could see what, what was there or who, who was visiting. And I looked in the mirror and there was um, a man and one half of his face was normal, but the other half was a skeleton and it looked like his skull had been bashed in. And I, I was only quite young and that, that sort of freaked me out a little bit. So that kind of added to my fear of mirrors. So for me to be sat in front of a mirror doing it... I mean, they a, say mirrors are a... What are they, a doorway, a gateway, a portal? I mean, I've still got loads of mirrors from the cage. I mean, I, to be honest, I sold off uh, three of them, but I've still, still got loads in my garage, and I'm always very aware, so I put them mirror to mirror so that they're not yeah. reflecting in the garage. They're all just in storage at the moment, but, yeah, I, I think No, there's... you shouldn't have two mirrors facing each other. Yeah, but I, I, I don't want to risk them... There's something in between them, like a sheet or something. Yeah, there would be that, other, you know, so they're not breaking, but, yeah... No, I'm, I'm, I'm very conscious of reflective surfaces and mirrors. It's always really frightened me. Because it's every horror movie, isn't it? You'll look at something and there's somebody come, coming up behind you on a reflective surface or a mirror, yeah. Well, I remember going into one of the local pubs. I wrote, a last, I wrote an article about it recently, actually. Um, been to the loo, got, got, got to wash my hands, and as I've looked up, it wasn't my face. It was a little girl, and I had pigtails and everything. It would just completely freak me out. It, it was sudden. It was just there. It wasn't like I was sat in front of the mirror asking for it. I just looked, at, and it wasn't me. It wasn't my face. It was, it was really strange. It is quite strange. And the question I always have for kind of mediums and stuff is, how does... Do you still get frightened? Are there times that you are scared? Because... You know, you, you're describing these things. Now, let me tell you, if I was in the pub toilet and I looked up and there was somebody, I would... You'd have a breakdown. I'd, all I'm saying is a good job I'm in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> you're far to run. It would, it would it'd all go completely wrong. They'd have to shut the pub, get environmental health in, everything. Yeah, there'd, there'd be ambulances firing. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> but also, but, but Freddie, but you say that, Freddie, but you've had so many experiences through a childhood house. So, and, and you, you've kind of, you've got a good backstory to deal with it, but like he's saying, even he, just in the pub, look up, and, you know, because some people, that's fucking Be horrifying. Because there's, there obviously is times that you are not actively seeking yeah, a message or a person, it. or and they creep up on you, maybe. I it's really, I, see, I always look at, like, paranormal investigating, anything like that, as an adrenaline sport because it is an adrenaline rush you get from it. Now, I love jumping out of planes. I love, like, yeah, I'm really into stuff like that. So I'm a bit of adrenaline junkie anyway. Mm. So for me, I think maybe I see it as more of a, of a thrill. Um, mm -hmm. It's like the excitement that I get from it. Yeah. So like, when I, if we're out somewhere and I know there's something dark there or demonic or anything like that, I don't feel afraid. I'm respectful um, and, I, and I will connect with it, but I know my limits with it. Um, you know, that's... Yeah. But do, does the dark respect that from you, that you don't... Uh, yeah. So there is, a, there is a mutual respect with with that, which is interesting, I suppose, because everyone assumes the nature of dark and evil. But to... listen, when we've had other guests on, we've had other demonologists on that have said the same as Claire, they say the dark is horrific and evil, but they've both said, and people I've spoke to, that there is a weird kind of unsaid mutual re respect with the dark i mean we would find that crazy and bizarre to hear that but our other guests have said it as well because it, it all goes hand in hand i suppose i don't know what's your kind of understanding of of that well i suppose you've obviously got like obviously the demons if we talk about like demons and and, and stuff like that was it the very very lower i kind of I, I i'd say to people when i do my workshops if you imagine that we're a thermometer right and we're at zero degrees and obviously you go up, you've got your angels and all your ascended masters and all lovely fluffy stuff. Obviously, the lower you get, the darker it gets. So if you think of that hell, you know, all the underworld and stuff like that. And sort of between sort of what my, my, my thoughts are between sort of hell um, and earth, it's kind of like another little zone. And for me, that is kind of like the, the, the spirits who have, they were born normal people. Um, just like you and I, and have maybe had awful things happen to them, and, they've be and then they've passed, they've got stuck, they've become twisted through their pain, their torment. You know, you, you think of things like the ring, the woman in the ring, the grudge and stuff like that. You know, yes, they are now an evil entity, but at one point they were a human being, mm -hmm. you know. 
those spirits um, you can actually heal um, and I have actually worked on um, a, a dark demonic wasn't actually demon but that sort of um, impression mm. of spirit um, and I've actually healed this um, being back to the way he would have looked when he passed away um, for it, but begin with he was very twisted ugly awful looking thing very tall as well to just this old older gentleman stood in front of me and it was through meditation and he leaned forward he took me by my cheeks and he kissed me on my forehead said thank you and off he went into the light claire we perceive and our listeners perceive a lot of our listeners perceive something like that as furniture flip it you know so you're taking a negative entity and you are you know healing transforming and people perceive that as you know when you're trying to cross over something like that as you know murders going on and everything right, like Freddie. that yeah he's well, i could hear something scuttling in the hallway i don't know if it's jake which or... <laughs> is it was sorry oh. it, it just it took me but you know it's not as fantastical as that is it so talk you know so when you are doing that process you've taken a very negative entity almost like you say the uh, demonic um in, in in feelings and nature and you cross them over if the movies are to be believed the house is going to explode everyone's <laughs> head's going to spin round you know green sick doing the crab like freddie says doing the crab down the stairs and all that stuff but i don't think it's always you know it's not like that in reality is it well the reality of it is if you paid i mean how much it's going to cinema these days what 14 pound to sit and watch what it's really like which is just you know sitting in a dark room waiting for hours and hours and hours for a response or a reaction or something like that. You know, you know yourself, Vanessa, obviously I know you had a lot of physical stuff going on at the cage, but that was over the course of a long time, wasn't yeah, it? You put it yeah. all together into the movie. Um, but, you yeah, know, it's it's really not like that. You know, Hollywood has got a lot to answer to, you know. You know, all of the fears that are out there, because... I mean, I've been to. I mean, I've been to the cage. I've been to some of the most, the most wanted places. Many of them, and I've, I've only ever been hurt once or twice. So it's not, you know, it's not as bad as as, as people believe it is. So if you yeah. had one one piece of advice for people, what what where would you go? What would you say? I would say just be respectful when it comes to yeah. working with spirit, whether they're good or bad, and even a bad spirit hasn't always been bad and may need help you know if you if you, if you think i mean if, if i passed away and i was stuck in one place for hundreds and hundreds of years i'm going to be a right grumpy bitch yeah yeah Let's that way and i'm not going to be too pleasant so and if people can ask me do this touch this turn this on turn that off i'm going to be like oh shut up leave me alone so yeah and i think that's really solid advice <laughs> yeah. actually john claire just just quickly before we we end our hour it was interesting uh, there was an investigation at the cage one night and this lady, she was with a group of people and she came in. They're apparently all professionals at whatever they do. And she came in, she walked around and she looked, she fronted me up, you're fucking mad. There's nothing in this house because why did you leave it? It's a waste of your time and energy. There's nothing here. I'm like, okay, no drama. You know, because listen, nobody can ever tell me what happened in that house. So I'm like, oh, here we go. You know, I roll. Said, okay. Anyway, she was flash as you like, and I was talking to some of the team, and she was sitting on the stairs, you know, the stairs of the cage, the door was open, she was just staring at me, sitting on the, st like this, just bogging me out. And again, I thought, listen, let's don't do anything, listen, because nobody affects my life unless they're, I know them personally, because I don't care what anyone says about me or thinks, never have done. And it was the same with her, I'm like, oh, whatever, but she was really rude, she was really hostile. Anyway, as usual, you know, I do my bit and then I go. Anyway, uh, a bit later on, um, well, the next day, actually, she, and she'd said, it's rubbish, it's bollocks, anything that's here is fine and blinding. Anyway, very long story short, at about two o'clock in the morning, she was in the kids' room, in the corner, paralysed, screaming, shouting, screaming to all her team, get it off me, get it off me, having a complete meltdown, nobody could get through to her, and as teams do, okay, try and take it off her, trying to reassure her, apparently none of that worked. And this was her team telling me this. Then she she ran out of the room, down the stairs, out the door. She didn't get a lift home with them. She, she, you know, she just got in her car and she went. Now she was the woman that was saying to me, and she was really rude, but listen, I, I don't mind a bit of rudeness. It's water off a duck's, duck's back. 
But when you say be respectful of the spirits, that how she was with me as a human being. So I'm sure to the cage, you know, and they can see her energy. And she's like, oh, fuck you, there's nothing wrong here. But it, and I've always remembered, that was only ha ever happened once in all the years of people coming to the cage. But it's a real example of someone being so cocksure, confident and rude and disrespectful. And in her case, it came so unstuck. I've heard of many other people coming unstuck in the cage, of course, because that's the nature of the house. But it was just her I always remember specifically. Um, and she was screaming and crying, screaming, get it off me, get it off me. And, you know, she would, you know, she's one of these people, I think, that, like you say, that go in without respect and without, um, maybe she didn't have protection, I don't know. But it certainly came unstuck Maybe for her. because she was rude to you, Vanessa. You know, that house was, you know, that house was connected to you as well. And and that's what you've got to remember. You know, it, it, the house probably was pissed off because of the way she, she was treating you. Because though Possibly, it was hostile towards you, that. they still were, you know, you was, well, their, that, you was their human. That the <laughs> house, to me, was, was blindingly good and horrifically bad. Um, you know, sometimes I'd be in there and it was the most beautiful, you know, when I saw the lady walk through. And she yeah. sprinkled the stuff on my head. She was pure, you know, she was pure good. And when all the sparkles and the lights came that night of me and Nicole, the house was two, side, two sides of a very different coin. But, and she was rude to me. And, um, but I just remember looking at her. Because, you know, when people are really rude to you and they slag you off and they have that grimace on their face, yeah. she was like that. And I remember thinking, all right, fucking baby, don't have to be here. Why are you digging well, me you, out? You, you know, know yourself. You know yourself with, with, with any location, you know, one day it could be all lovely and airy and, and nice. And the next night it could be dark as hell. You just don't know. Yeah, and, that, and that's, that's why people, thing. when they say, oh, there's nothing there. I'm like, well, I'll, I'll see for myself. Thank I you don't think much. it was ever airy and lovely and nice after I'd left. But I know living there, it was more dark. But sometimes I had beautifully blinding um, snapshots. snapshots and feelings of utter love. And when I look back, Claire, because you know, you know, you know, you've been to Cage a lot. I've known you for a long time. I think it was somehow angels' protection, spirit coming, saying, "Listen, it's all right. We're here." You know, I know this is happening. I believe I went through a process. I believe I was born to go through. I believe I had to, and only just escaped really in my life, if I'm going to be honest. But um, yeah, it was a crazy house. But yeah, I think. Anyway, I digress, but going back to our subject, yeah, I think if you can be disrespectful and rude to spirits, I think you can come very unstuck. I never know what happened to a woman, actually. I never know what happened, but maybe she took an attachment because she was rude and did the wrong thing. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be completely honest with you about something now. And I, I never, I didn't mention it to you before because it didn't, it didn't, I didn't need to because I'd resolved it. Oh, right, okay. Well, one of the times, the second to last time we came to the cage, one of my friends took something from the cage. They took a bone underneath the sink a bone right, right. well the bone from when we dug up the floor in the in the prison room there were some bones in a bucket yeah yeah she... that was that those bones were we'd not many people know about it it, it was pretty much advertised at the time but we never really spoke about it since from 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 guidance actually from the police um who came at the time but uh it's all been filled in now so i suppose i can talk about it but yeah, so there was there was bones, there was teeth, there was jaws, there was quite a lot, and it was yeah, it was it was the bucket under there was a few there was boxes and there was a bucket yeah with bones yeah. Go on, tell well, me. She, she took one of the bones, and I and I obviously wasn't very happy, and neither was anybody else because obviously that puts us all at risk. You know, we're driving home with her in a car. I wasn't happy, and everybody was like, "You shouldn't have done that. We need to take that back. We got it next time we go back." So I because I hit again. that bucket as well with the jaw, so she must have looked because I I, I was yeah. But go on, carry on. So we brought it back, um, and that was the last time, unfortunately, that, that we got to go. But on the way home, something really, really, really strange happened to her. We don't know what it was or whatever, but her whole eye, it's almost like she'd had a stroke. Her eye went all funny, almost like rolled into the back of her head. Um, she couldn't speak properly. She could, she could hardly walk. We all thought she'd had a stroke. Mm. Um, so they had to take her from my house. And as we arrived, someone took her down to A&E. Um, they've done brain scans on her, MRIs and everything. And do you know what? Even to this day, she's still not well. And that was, what, three years ago? Yeah. God, really? So, lesson to be learnt there, but I was so cross. So I'm so sorry. But she's obviously paid the price for that now. Well, listen, I, you came to case so many times, and I have lots, lots and lots of respect for you and your work, which is why I said to Freddie, um, we could have on 6,000 people. 
but I've had on you, so there's literally a maximum of five that have ever come on, and you're definitely one of the ones to come on because of your, um, because of who you are and because of your skills, basically. And, so and never apologise to me. Because... We don't want no wishy-washy people. We want masters of the craft. Do you know what I mean? And, and that's and... what we try to do, and that's certainly you in your skills. And, and listen, and you're, and you're a teacher. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, you, yes. you, you have to have some kind of masterfulness to be able to spread your... I think we should join Claire's class, to be honest, because you've actually taught me... I've known you a long time, and sometimes we, we talk a message, but you've actually taught me things tonight about closing down that I didn't know. So I think we need to get on board with this for, for our own selves, really. And, I'll tell you and what I can do what. is I can set, I'll send you a link to some of my meditation videos because that teaches you the opening up, how to do a chakra cleanse, how to connect your spirit guides and how to oh, do yes. close down. Please do that, yeah. I'm a great one for meditation. I meditate three, four times a night. But I can't yes. do meditation. Yeah. I'd love to be able to do Trust it. Trust me. Trust me, Freddie. Give it a go. A lot of people say they can't, they can never meditate, but for some reason they can do my things because I don't shut up. I'm constantly talking, so it gives you a distraction. Well, it's not that. <laughs> it's, it's Jake's in bed telling him bloody no, I can uh, hear it. Uh, what's it. <laughs> God. I'm on my own in bed. He's got Jake's. No, so but I, listen, I'd rather him be there. It's... Do you get scared? No. Oh, what's the thing about meditation? Because I love it. I, I can't really do buy it. into it. I really just... That's what I love about the teaching. Like, with, so that's why I'm concentrating more on the development groups now. Because I love working with groups of people. I love the energy. I'm a people person. Do you know what I mean? Like the paranormal nights. Bloody brilliant. We just have the best time. We really just have the... Even if we don't get anything. You know, we have yeah. fun. Um, we're, just, we're just a really friendly team. I think, yeah, I think I just, you're, I you're, you're right what you said earlier. I think there's too many groups where... They say, right, hold this ring, get a psychotic, and everyone's staring at you. And it's like, hold on a minute, it's a bit too much pressure. Let me find my own way. And that's what you're saying. You're a lot more easygoing. And if, that, that, you know, it's, it's, the, it's, it's more the, relaxed I feel, to learn. I feel that's the way it should be. So do I. It's not always You've liable. got to know what tools you've got in your box. It's like not every person that builds a house, you know, not, not everybody can be a plumber, not everybody can be an electrician, um, you know, roof or whatever, you know, but we all want to build a house together. So it's knowing what's in your box, you know, whether you're, you've got a strong third eye and you connect, you see through the third eye or whether you, you hear your clairaudient or clairsentient or whatever, whether the pendulum works for you, whether the spirit board works for you, or, you know, we, we all have different tools and, you know, one one month, one week, whatever, you might be really good with a pendulum and a couple of weeks later it might not work anymore, but then that means it's time to move on onto something else, to use a different tool. So, yeah. It's, just it's learning, it's... isn't it, the process? You're absolutely right. I'm going to join your, your class, and I've been meaning to, haven't I, Claire, for years, but it's just, you know, sometimes life takes over. But after hearing more about it, because obviously I haven't spoke to you face, to, although we're face-to-face -face now, our listeners can't hear that, but we are on video. <laughs> I'm certainly going to join it, and I'm going to give an update in excellent yeah, yeah, cool. okay. uh, I am cool. going to do because I've wanted to for years anyway because yeah, I know no, she's the one to learn from so yeah perfect um, right. also if you could pop us a couple of your uh, the links and stuff as well yeah, I'll, and we'll... I'll make sure I put them on the episode description so guys if you are listening at home and you would like to kind of have a little look for yourself have a see or even if you just want to be nosy you know you can have a click and have a look and see what's kind of going on there um, and if you want to start this process by someone, there's no judgment. It's a very easy going friendly. Yeah. You know, if, if if there's classes available for Claire, hey, listen, start it with her. I think if you was ever wanting to dabble, I think probably Claire's your lady to go to. Cause when I, you say dabble, it always seems like a cult or something. Do I? You just say that word. You say dabble. It's like dabble in the occult. I think you should... Um, What's the right word? Practice. Well, dibble. <laughs> dibble. Yeah. If you want to dibble, dabble. Learn. I'd say learn. <laughs> If you want a bit of learning. Dib dab. Not dab. You know, it's funny actually because you, you you helped me work out. You know, you said I don't know what's called me. Mm. I know what I am. I'm multimedium. Multimedium. Listen, she's on the phone. She's on the airwaves. She <laughs> does it all. <laughs> um, no, but guys, listen, all the links and stuff for everything we've spoken about will be going in the episode description. The images that we spoke about that come from the cage will go yes. on all of our social media. So that'll be our Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Again, all the links for that are in the episode description. So please click on it 
And comment, please. Let us know. Give us your feedback. Yeah, the email address and stuff is there. If anyone has their own stories, if anyone needs help, guidance, advice. Listen, we know enough people. You should know that by now. We've interviewed enough of them that between us all, we can we can ask the questions if we don't know the answers ourselves. Yeah. Um, and get you the help or the, you know, like Freddie said, the answers you need. With uh, Me and Vanessa had a little brainstorm today as well. We've got some really exciting kind of things yes. and content coming up for you. But so keep an eye out for that. But please, please, please follow us on all the social medias. Keep up to date. You can. We're always accessible. Um, we're not that famous yet. <laughs> <laughs> and you can still get pictures of Freddie in his kimono. We we advertise it every week. Nobody wants one yet. No, though, I want to, listen. I wear it every week. I don't know why. Yeah. He's got a lovely silk kimono of a dragon. Nobody's interested yet. But like you say. We'll be famous soon enough. But that's it. But, you know, thank or you. Or when my movie comes out, but we're not allowed to say that. But why have you done that? Because we've kept it a secret all this time. Yeah, but I haven't given any details. It doesn't matter. Go right. carry on. Um, so well, when your smoothie comes out. Smoothie, yeah. M. Starts with an M. <laughs> starts with an M. Yeah, smoothie, yeah. Um, Listen, we're no strangers to the bar tonight. We've had at least three doubles each. I've had two. I I wonder if you've both had a bit of sauce. <laughs> we don't I'll often, and sometimes... Sometimes listen, we have one. If it's a stressful week, we, we've both had a week of it, so yeah. But anyway, guys, listen. So I did uh, a slip. It's a, it's a good night from me. A good night from me. Good night from... And a good night from them. <laughs> <laughs> have, have a blessed week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>